All the NFL playoffs move on, so we have ton, a ton to talk about when it comes to those matchups. And how old were you when you decided to let sports influence your life ways it shouldn't? This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. It's Chad Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. Gentlemen, did you enjoy the first round of the NFL Wild Card uh, Weekend there, or uh, the was a Super Wild Card, whatever super it was? Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, it's it was a really good weekend of fo- football. The last game of the weekend or the Monday night game was by far the worst game. Yeah, I mean, and we're, we're going to get into all the matchups and uh, talk about how we think uh, things will go this round, but. Uh, you know, just the the format and the and the stuff kind of going on with the AFC uh, with the um, home field situation and all yeah. that stuff going on. Just coming into it, did it feel like you know a big deal? Was it a big weekend or was it just another regular wild card weekend? Did it have any different feel to it for you guys? Oh, not for me. It felt like a regular weekend. I mean, on paper for me though, it pretty much went down how I thought it would. Other than, I mean, with the wins, but like Miami gave Buffalo everything they could handle. <laughs> yeah. Baltimore gave your Bengals everything they could handle. And if it wasn't for that one reaching over for two yard line, trying to hit, break the plane, that yeah. was very cool. What would have happened then? Yeah. But uh, so other than that, I mean, I kind of thought the Giants would win, but I went Vikes anyway. But other than that, I mean, it kind of script went how I thought it would. All right. So let's let's talk well, about the, the. Let's throw one thing into the script there. Everybody's freaking out uh, Saturday night and Sunday about that Chargers loss. And it's the worst loss in franchise history and all that. I don't know how many people out there follow the Chargers or are good enough football fans to realize that's like the third or fourth worst loss in Chargers history. Well, that, that's why I wanted to start is let's talk about the teams that lost that aren't in it anymore and kind of what's going on. So the Chargers you bring up and. Uh, they they decided to move on with the head coach, right? Like he's gone. No, they no? got rid of the offensive coordinator. They got rid of the offensive coordinator. Gone I thought they were going to fire him. I, maybe it's just wishful thinking. Well, and I remember being on Facebook, and I was like, because I picked the Jags. I was like, I, feel, I like what they're doing. <laughs> Sunshine's been rolling, and then they get out way out in front of the Chargers, and I'm I'm already typing. This didn't age well, and yeah. then I go back and look, and then they're back within there, and they end up coming back and winning, and I'm like, Chargers are going to Charger, yeah. right? I saw the meme where they had the cord unplugged, and it was the version of the, <laughs> uh, the Chargers. The, the lights went out. Yeah. I felt the same way. See, the worst loss in Chargers history is the 14-2 season when they had home field advantage, blew the game against the Patriots in 06. Okay. And uh, next weekend, Colts won, went to the Super Bowl. They were talking about it this week. I had forgotten one of their other really bad losses is against your Bengals back in the early 80s, the end of the Dan Fouts era. Oh, uh, is that the uh, the real cold game? The, like, negative 40. They yeah. played in Miami in that overtime game in, like, 90-degree heat. <laughs> yeah, the, the marathon game, and then they followed up with, like, the coldest is temperature game in NFL history, colder yep. than the ice bowl. But, uh, all right, so the Chargers are, uh, you know, always charging. That's, that's fair. What, what about – your boy TV12, man. Like, it feels like it just happened because it was Monday. The weekend was long with games. But, you know, did you see his presser, uh, how he sounded and what he said after well, the game? he was saying goodbye to everyone in Tampa Bay because he ain't he was, playing, right? but he's done playing in Tampa Bay. I, I guess that's the question. Is he done in Tampa Bay? You're answering that, Mr. Brown. Do you feel the same way? Oh, he's clearly done. But I, I'm telling you right now, if he comes to Oakland, I'm, I'm You mean Vegas? Yeah, Vegas. If he comes to the Raiders, I'm pulling out my uh, fan card, and we'll discuss that later. Uh, well, well <laughs> you, you're going to have a good opportunity to do that because I would give it three to one odds he ends up in Las Vegas with uh, – That's right. Yeah. Ends up in Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels. He's the point in his career now, just like when he went to Tampa Bay, he needs a Devontae Adams, Waller, Jacobs – and he wants to go to a place he's comfortable, and that's with J-Mac. He had Mike Evans and Godwin and well, Julio what, Jones. Like, he had no line this year. That's why they suffered, because he couldn't get the ball out because he's a statue back there. He always has been. So it's Vegas and where else? I heard uh, Miami again. I right. yeah, remember last offseason Miami was in play there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So right after that, though, this week, Miami uh, doubled down and said two is their starter. I mean, I guess they got to say that until it happens, but 
Or yeah. say nothing, maybe. I, I mean, that's we'll keep moving through these teams that have lost now. So we're bridging from Tampa to Miami. Uh, is two of the long term answer, or or is it? I don't, I don't think he is because he has a hard time staying healthy, even when it's not with the concussion issues. It's been a shoulder issue, hip issue. Come on, man! Is Kenny Stabler two point <laughs> I mean, do you, do you feel like Brady in the same offense with those guys would excel that much more? Oh my God, Tyreek Hill, yeah, a forty look good, a forty-six year old Brady. Is that how old he's going to be? With yeah, he'll be forty-six, but you'll have Waddle. He'd be better than what the Dolphins have. Waddle, Hill, Gasecki. They got a lot of weapons. Said their line's better too. McDaniel's a better offense. Mike coach. Jones might even be better than what they have. <laughs> you want to talk pushing. about <laughs> coaching and falling from grace last year at this time? Beloved Byron Leftwich, which Marshall alum, had the chance to become ah. the Jags head coach, but he turned it down because they wouldn't let him pick his own GM. What happened to Byron Leftwich this week? Yeah, he, uh, you. he's the one that got fired for sure. Yeah, he go. Yeah. So, and, you know, is that is that an attempt to try to get Brady to stay? No, I think that's that, that ship sailed. sailed. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know if maybe it's like, well, Tom, we'll get rid of Leftwich and we'll get whoever you want is off of that. Maybe they'll get Josh McDaniel to come. <laughs> Please. Uh, all right, who else? Uh, let's go to your, the Vikings. I was going to say your Vikings, but the, your boys' Vikings. They are my boys' Vikings. Um, kind of makes with Bud Vikings. Grant and attendance. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, the the post game presser I heard from Kirk Cousins. It made me like Kirk Cousins a little bit. I, I'll get into that in a second, but let's talk about how they they lost the game. I mean, well. Danny Dimes, he gets a playoff victory. I love the way the Giants came into that. I, I, I said this was a close game anyway. We're doing our picks last week, but dude, he's sneaky fast. He is. Uh, but he, he morphed into Mike, Michael Vick for a week. But they gave the Vikings a chance to win the game at the end. They did. The Vikings had a chance to come back down and at least maybe tie it up down seven. They're talking about the. Where Kirk Cousins is getting killed for throwing a shorter He's getting pass. Murdered. Fourth and eight. But if you watch that game and you think Kirk Cousins is the reason the Vikings lost, don't ever watch football again. He completed 80% of his passes, new Vikings playoff record, no turnovers, took, I think, one sack. Their defense is horrible. I feel like every game the Vikings were in a dogfight this year, it was always like 31 28. Kirk Cousins had eight fourth quarter comebacks this year alone. So. <laughs> You know why he was in position for those? Because your defense is bad. So, I do agree, you know, with what people have said in one regard. If it's a fourth and eight, you know where Jefferson is. Of course he's double covered. Chuck it up to him like he did earlier. They're saying that's, that's a better option than throwing it and expecting your tight end to break three tackles yeah. and, and get to the first. I mean, I get it, but – you know, do you feel like the criticism is fair? Like, should he be getting ripped for this, or do we just need to say? No, people are are going after it because it's the play at the end of the game instead of paying attention. To and the it's kind of fun to go after Kirk Cousins, yeah. isn't it? Like, I feel he's like an easy target. People enjoy it just because he's like a he's like the Disney Channel version of Philip Rivers or something. I don't know. So, he's, like next season, though, would you want him or Derek Carr starting for the Vikings? Hmm. I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback. Really? Kirk Cousins puts up better numbers, but Derek Carr, I would have liked to seen him for a second year in Josh McDaniel's system. I've seen enough. <laughs> he, he's like Derek Carr is going to end up bouncing down to Miami and throw for like five thousand two hundred thirty yards next year. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> be, so it's not Brady. We still got to figure out where his ass is. Probably the Jets. Uh, uh. Uh, so uh, all right. So who who else? Oh, Baltimore. We can go there real quick. Um, it, we we talked a little bit about last week. Is is it divorce finalized with Lamar and, and the Ravens? I think the fact he didn't even get on a plane and he go to the go. game tells me he's done. Uh, to piggyback on that, he self-diagnosed or self-released his yeah. He was uh, he was doing PR. Twitter. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing though. So. I'm not dogging him for not playing. If you're not healthy, you're not healthy. Yeah. Everyone was comparing it to the RG3 thing, and they're saying clearly they don't care about you. You go out there and try to kill it and be a hero for him, blow out your knee, your career's over. Yeah. Then what? He's playing. He's doing a smart play, but I think you got to do the right thing and travel with the team. Yeah, you, you're not putting yourself in a good position. Even for your next team. It's like, what kind of guy are we getting? Right. 
Like it's it's the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, just go. You don't even have much, to be on the field. How much mentoring could he have done for those young quarterbacks? I mean, that kind of run a similar. Maybe playbook. he could have said, "Look, when you're doing a sneak from the three, don't reach the ball out." He could have said that. Yeah. But his ass stayed at home. Thank God. I put the meme on uh, our page, and it was Samuel Jackson in uh, glass. Looks just like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Uh, it worked out. Yeah, I thought Carson Wentz was Mr. Glass. No, not the one sitting in the seat. Yeah, but he looks like he looks saying like Samuel Jackson. <laughs> the saying we, we can't have a new Mr. Glass. That well, would be we have to because Wentz don't even play anymore. Uh, well, it's because he's Mr. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have, then we have Seattle. We haven't touched on them. Nah, so uh, Seattle. And to be fair, we think San Francisco's the NFC favorite here. Uh, coming into the playoffs, they got dump trucked. Uh, you know, uh, hey, that was a tie game at halftime, or was San Francisco up? A I think they were up. A little, what they were, it was a game, and yep. then uh, they, the Niners, dump trucked the Seahawks in that like ten minutes left in the third to the beginning of the fourth quarter. Just what what happened? What went wrong? Well, that's a game we expected to see in the first two quarters. I mean, more people were surprised it was tied or it was like 17-16 at halftime than what ended up being the final score. So, for me, this is the most positive outlook in any of the teams that lost to Seattle because, one, Geno said all the right things. Of course, he needs to because he said, you know, you all gave me the chance. The fans embraced me. I want to be back. I don't want to play for nobody else. On top of that – the Hawks, man, where they got all these freaking picks, they're drafting fifth. Well, and don't even don't even forget that the guys that are on the team, like there's like four starting rookies, like they'll just they'll get better too. Like they got a whole. They're season. drafting fifth and twentieth, I think, both. Yeah. And they so, nailed last year's uh, draft. That four guys from last year's draft started every game or almost every game for them this yeah. year. The uh, left tackle and two or three guys on defense. Well, Kenneth Walker, the left tackle, and then two guys on defense. So, so for me, the their future's bright. If yeah. you're a Hawks fan, I mean, your things are what, what do you What do you go draft if you're there? Or you just keep building the defense, right? I because like, if their defense would have been in games. Pete Carroll does what he did when he first went there. Gino wants to be there. You know you can win with him. Build your defense up. Marshall Wilson was, oh, he's this great quarterback, and they, they just traded him, put up all these numbers. Gino Smith just set the franchise record for passing yards in his first season of Seahawks. They, they had 17 games. Chad, always the pessimist. <laughs> just, I'm not. I'm just pointing that out. And they clearly don't need receiver because they have non-bust DJ Metcalf there in the receiving core <laughs> who y'all been shitting on for five Can't years. Can't wear a mountain. But I got to keep throwing that out there. No, I, I, we, we kind of, well, at least I said <laughs> I was wrong. I, I said that Say last, it in my good ear, damn it. I was wrong. But I said that last year. And, it never uh, gets old. It, it grew. He grew on me because yeah. I, I still don't think he's he's not at the same level. He's not the total package, right? But he's got the skills he needs to be successful. But I, I think you know he's a he's a fifty catch guy on any team in the league. Yeah, you know, and that's that's solid. You know, so he you know I'll give him that. He's going to have a long career. It's not just running uh, go routes, but uh, you know it, they they got some improvements they can make with that that defense, and I guess on the offense like. Man, they, they seem like they got it. I They just they Kenneth got Walker kind of fizzled out a little bit at the end of the year with uh, being tired, had the injury, maybe his first year coming yeah. from college. I like that he's cheap and he's perfect for a running back because well, – Who was the one that got hurt that was running back? Um, Rashad Penny. Yeah, first. like if he's still there and you got both those guys yeah. next year. But think about this, though. When's the last time Seattle's had a running back make it through a whole season? It was Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Yeah, since then they had uh, the three-headed monster the last couple of years. <laughs> DJ all, Dallas, baby. They, they all get hurt, though. They all just get devastated. Like, it's like hip injuries and crap. It's crazy. It's like a West Coast thing because them and, like, the Chargers always have all those injuries. I don't know. Teams on the East Coast are always healthy. It's because they got to play in the cold. They got tough bones. I think, <laughs> I think it's that uh, West Coast smog. Maybe. It's in their lungs. Uh, Maybe. Uh, all right. Did we miss anybody that lost? No, we're good. We got who is the? Uh, no, that was it. All right, so um, let's let's go ahead and transition to the games this weekend. So Biggie and I were talking a little bit earlier. You got Dallas, who won on Monday night, is playing. Are they playing on Saturday? Yes, they're playing no. on set. Dallas, they're playing Sunday. They're playing Sunday, but San Francisco had is basically getting eight days and. 
San Francisco or uh, Dallas is getting five to get ready for this. Dallas needs all the help they can get in this game, right? Well, Absolutely. That Super Monday Night deal. I mean, what the hell? Because then you're shorting whoever, even if they were playing from Monday to Sunday, and the the other uh, Niners hadn't played on Saturday, you're shorting a team a day of rest and prep. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I know why they're doing it. It's, it's so many games. they got to have that TV time. But, it, you know, either way, uh, the spread, if it matters, the Niners are a four-point favorite. Four? Four-point. Ah. 70% is coming in on the Niners on that one. And they're the Sunday late game. So, yep. a 3.30 start in San Francisco on Sunday, rain expected. Should be interting. But the Niners got – the Niners – or the first game Saturday, and they're the last game of the next weekend. All right, do they cover? Pound uh, the Niners. Pound the Niners. Yeah, I like the Niners to cover. We're, we're across the board on that one. I mean, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be an ugly game. Uh, they're till till Brock Purdy loses. You know. Uh, Plus, I had a hundred comments today when I was putting it on my personal Facebook. It is clearly scripted, and we need Mr. Irrelevant versus the Bills. That's the Super Bowl, everyone. Yep. Just go ahead and quit watching now. So, uh, speaking of scripted, then, like you said, the Bills at home, five and a half over the Bengals. Biggie, you were talking about the line moving on that one quite a bit. The line's moved two points on this game since it was originally posted FanDuel on Sunday night. It started at three and a half, held at four, and then in the last about day and a half, it's went from four to five and a half. That's why I was asking you, other than the offensive linemen we know that are out, where are your big injuries at? Why does this continue to increase? I mean, you know, they they got uh, two guys in the secondary. They're on the injury report. One of them's probably not going to play, and they're already down their starting corner, the Wouzier. So, uh, you know, that that could bode bode trouble for uh, Cincinnati. Um, You know, the the line is the bigger thing, though, like you mentioned. Having the whole right side be uh, not there is not a good thing. Um, I feel like the winner of this game uh, is the AFC winner altogether. Like, Wrong. Oh, you don't think the Chiefs are going against either team? Mm-mm. So, no. uh, I hope I'm, – I'm picking the Bengals to win this game just for my own mental psyche because I want to continue to be an NFL fan. <laughs> and if we get the scripted game, it's going to hurt me you, deeply. You already know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking, and, and I want you to have a little bit more joy in your life. I, I appreciate that. I need some joy until they lose to the Chiefs. I, uh, <laughs> they've never lost to the Chiefs. It's, they're due. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, you know, it, it's um, the other thing about this game we kind of talked about earlier was so they made the big big deal about the AFC Championship game being in a neutral site if it was Bills and Chiefs. Yeah, but to but this Mark's game, weekend they 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 played. So there's no head-to-head, but if Cincinnati would have won that game, which, you know, it was early, they were looking good, then Cincinnati would have a home playoff game against Buffalo. So mm. everybody made the big deal about the AFC title game, but they're like, ah, Cincinnati, screw you, we don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, there's no we'll, way the two and we'll three you for, play in the divisional We'll round. find you for $15,000 for flipping a coin, you bastards. They don't want you back. <sighs> but – uh you're, I, I'm got to take Cincinnati. He's wishfully thinking Cincinnati. I take Cincinnati to cover the spread. Buffalo to win the game. I, I five I'm, three. Yeah, five and a half is a big big point spread. Uh, not as big as seven and a half for the Philadelphia Eagles. Playing again, man. This these divisional Giants, matchups, baby. The Giants are. And they're, they've, they've won 10 games now this year. This is crazy. Uh, seven and a half's a lot. The money, Vegas, 72%'s throwing the, the scratch on the Giants. The battle of two running quarterbacks. I think Vegas is <laughs> just going <laughs> to rake the money in on this game because you look at the Giants and what they just did last week, and you're like, oh, they're rolling, they're playing great. Seven and a half's a huge number. The Philly defense and the Vikings defense are completely yeah. different defenses. Daniel Jones looking like the second coming of Phil Simms back there last week. That's not happening next week. It'll be bottled down. They'll have to be able to run the ball to score points. I think it'll be not a complete blowout, but I wouldn't be surprised to have a 30-20, you know, an 8-10 point cover here by the Eagles. Um, so they, you know, they played twice. Did, uh, did Philly sweep the um, They season? did, but the second game – the Giants sat everybody because they had a playoff spot locked up. So I'm, that's what I'm trying to look up now and see what the um, yeah the scores were. So yeah, they 
Yeah, they lost to the Eagles 16-20 or 22-16 in week 18. And then the The one where they played everybody that got killed. 48-22. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, I think I think Philly gets that W, man. I think they take care of business uh relatively easy. Um I like the cover as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I but uh, and I have a coach question we'll wrap up with, but man, Dable's done such a hell of a job. Like you almost want to see him just get the job done, but I I like the way Philly is in this matchup. All right, last one. Um, non-point spread, biggest spread of the weekend, the Chiefs at home against Jacksonville. To me, that's a crazy big spread for a team that's playing as hot as the Jags are, not just the second half last week. With last week's win, they've now won six straight coming into the playoffs. A team with a ton of confidence and absolute nothing-to-lose attitude. I love Doug Peterson, what he's done as far as, you know, they. you feel like they have his identity. The game of credibility. Yeah, especially after that debacle. 56% is on Jacksonville in this, by the way. You know, like when he was in Philly and they kind of had that us against the world feel, uh, we'll take chances. I think that's perfect for a team going into Arrowhead to have that feel. Having said that. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nine's a big number. Not so fast. I think the Chiefs beat him by two touchdowns. Oh, all that for that. Yep. Uh, I, I'm the AFC champs. The Chiefs are going to roll here in this game because they take care of business, except for when it's the Bengals. And I think they roll the Jags. Jags honestly are happy to be where they are right yeah, now. They are. I so I agree. I think I think this is a blowout. I think it's ugly. Um, so you know, we we kind of got you know through that, but just with the teams that are left, your coaches. Who, who's the best of the best that's in the game right now, and who's who's the the least? Like, is McCarthy at the bottom for everybody on this? Oh, McCarthy's absolutely. got a Super Bowl trophy. I'm just asking. He's how, the worst how is Brian think, Dable or Nick Sirianni over the top of McCarthy? He's flavor, got a Super Bowl trophy. Flavor of the week, man. That's that's. How, I mean, do you right it's now? So, Andy Reid, right? right? Right now, do you think that though? Do you think? McCarthy's better than somebody else. I mean, well, in the NFC, Shanahan of the four coaches remaining is clearly the best. And then I would kind of mix them all together in two, three, and four. There's not a huge separation. If you look at the Dallas Cowboys, right? They've won more games in the NFL than any other team in the last two years 24, 25 with their win in this wild card round. So, there's always such big expectations in Dallas. They've actually had the last last couple good seasons, seasons two and three under McCarthy. So hmm. we can't exactly crap on him. It's about winning games. All right, all right. So um, AFC, you said Andy Reid. And then everybody I mean, else has to be. I, do you ever feel like Andy Reid underachieves a little bit, though? I do. I do. I, but I mean, as good like- as he is, like – these last four years with Patrick Mahomes, they've been a four straight AFC title games. They have one Super Bowl to show for it. Right. Like, I remember when he was with Philly, like, they had a similar run of outcome by being really good, but not quite good enough. What did they make? To four me, NFC championship games in a row? Yeah. Or no, was it? Yeah, four in a row. I mean, he's goal. doing the same shit now. He's just got a Super Bowl ring now. To me, they're like uh, the Atlanta Braves. So of he's the Dusty 90s. Baker. <laughs> yeah, not Bobby Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the Braves in the 90s. So he's a hell of a coach. Got it. He's a hell of a coach. Right, there you go. They're going to be right on that doorstep. But, but like, how do you only win on one with all that? Dude, you know? Yankees, man. <laughs> well, I'm saying that's Reed. Oh, wow, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, so who's better than him in AFC then? Nobody. No. Um, that's all I was saying, fellas. No, nah, no. We, we were just we were enjoying the conversation about how he – he is, but Doug Peterson has just as many Super Bowls. Now I, you can make, you can make <laughs> yeah. the argument for the coaching job Peterson did. Like just oh, we were, great, talk, great we were talking about great it job. yesterday about how the Jaguars were viewed with uh, you know Urban Meyer. Down they there. were a joke. Like they were probably the joke of the NFL last and then, year. And like Peterson, like you're yeah, like definitely. that's the job you're coming back into the NFL for. The, the Jags, like that dumpster fire. But, oh, you're going to make the playoffs in here one? Holy shit. And watching him last week, man, he has that grit in his play calling. Like, he's not <laughs> scared to be bashful. Like, he, I was, get, he goes I was, after. I was watching that game because uh, I got home from work and then I, I flipped it on and it was already a blowout. But I, I, I never took it off. I, I kept it on the background. And I, just, I never felt like it was over. Like, for everything we said earlier about the Chargers and the choke job, 
Like, I just felt like, man, if there's a team that could come back against the Chargers, it's Jacksonville. I don't know why I thought that. And then sure as shit, it happened. Not sitting there and saying, like, I predicted it or whatnot, but we didn't pick the Jaguars to win. That's right. So, uh, you got that one right. So, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, to that fact, if you saw the interview right before halftime, because I fell asleep at the end of the <laughs> third quarter, but the interview, Peterson, they just finally scored us 27-7. They're going into half, and he's just like, hey, we got 30 minutes left in our season here. If we take care of the ball on our side of it, we feel like we can come out here and make this a game. Yeah. That attitude right there, dude, you were just down four scores. You know what happens in, in games like that? I remember in the Super Bowl with the Falcons, is in the second half, the Patriots had the ball the entire time. In this game, the Jaguars had the ball the entire time. When L.A. got it, it was a three and out. Like, they had no rhythm, and they just gave the ball right. The same thing happened in the uh, Bengals-Ravens game, just because where the Ravens were running the ball so much, Cincinnati uh, had terrible possessions in the fourth quarter because they were like, oh, we've only had the ball for three minutes the entire second half, and there's no rhythm, and – it's amazing when you're down like that, all it takes is for that offense to get cold like that. It's like the equivalent of a pitcher with a dead arm. Maybe. Oh, yeah. They're just like they're trying to wake it back up and you can't do it. But um, I, I, I love Peterson with Jacksonville. They're ahead of schedule. Um, but I, I still think it's Reed, him. Well, that's what I was going to get at. And now compare Cincinnati and Buffalo. What are those coaches like? I, so everything we said earlier about Andy Reed – is true with uh, I can't remember his McDermott. name McDermott. McDermott yeah. and Buffalo. You know what's funny about McDermott is that you would say overall clearly he's better than Zach Taylor, right? So Look they've never made an AFC Buffalo. championship game, right? Yeah, yeah. they yeah. haven't. They okay. keep losing the first round. Well, they lost divisional last year. Zach Taylor's second year, he's already got his team to the Super Bowl and then right back on the doorstep and his division wins. I didn't feel like the, the Taylor hire was really received very well. He was, a, he was a QB coach coming in. That's what I'm saying. I don't feel like that was like a huge splash. You know when they sell, when they sold that hire, they put in his uh, bio when they put it out, uh, ruined with Sean McVay, which it was misprinted because <laughs> oh, well. he used to work with Sean McVay. As he's moved through the NFL, but that's how they sold him. He's a McVay. Well, he was he was in LA on that staff when they hired him. Uh, I, so I have criticism of Taylor. I don't like his play calling and his clock management, but he's right for that team. Like his personality, he's a great fans coach. Like every time they have a big win, he shows up at a bar in Cincinnati with game balls and passes it out. Like that's cool shit, right? Yeah. Like I'm a coach. That sounds like a thing Buffalo would do. Yeah, but so Taylor's right for this team. We were talking earlier. He's got great coordinators, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I, I think him and McDermott are about the same, even though one's been to a Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, just at least Buffalo has been consistent. They, they've been good. You got to give them credit for that. But – I feel like I, – I said I think Cincinnati – you got Buffalo, you're hoping Cincinnati wins. Um, like, if they do, like, does McDermott get put on the hot seat a little bit? Like, do people look at Buffalo and say, like, man, all this talent and you keep losing the playoffs? Or is that enough? In Buffalo, he might not get put as much on the hot seat, but just from a – and I don't know that it's a hot seat, but speculation or perception-wise. Like when do they start saying he's wasting Josh Allen's career because they can't win with forward. this guy? Yeah, but like not even getting to an AFC championship game. That's what yeah, I'm saying. That's, that's just unheard it, of. It's like, oh, we win, we win playoff games. No, you win the wild card round. You win then, a game yeah, each year. <laughs> wow. Thanks, because Because you had a good – you can do it in the regular season. You get home field. That's great. But uh, I can, I'm just saying I could see if Buffalo loses to Cincinnati that some of that static is going to start. You can hear some uh, chirping going on, I, I think. I think I'm right. not saying he gets fired, but you can hear Bumble. No, yeah, I'm not saying that either. And I'm not even saying it's fair, but I could see some people start saying, like, what's the point in going 13-4 and four if we're going to lose uh, in the divisional every time? But, right. Um, all right, so feeling good about your picks? Not really. Uh, these games seem a lot tighter than this past week, right? Well, I'll take this pick. I'll take the AFC coaches over the NFC coaches. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that, that's safe to say. Hi, Mr. Brown. So you had an interesting conversation kind of with your son because uh, you guys are going to the Hall of, Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yeah, in Canton. Okay. And you've, you've been before. It's the first time you've taken your son? Yeah, he's never been. He's just now starting to get into football a little bit. All right. So, you know, we all get into different sports at different times in our life, you know. But usually 
like you, you, you gravitate toward a team and for whatever reason, our generation, like once you latch on a team, that's it, right? There's like, no bouncing. There ain't no – There's no LeBron it, James like, and fandom. Like we're looking down on all bandwagon fans because that's not how we roll. For better or worse. You know, that's part of the fun is just so you can bitch about how much you hate, how much your team suck. I'd say like, what, 70, 80% of guys stick with their team and then you have those, maybe more than that. It's a generation. Well, then, but like you'll have a few in our generation that's like, I don't have a team. I follow a player. Yeah. That's like in weirdos who you just buy like an NFL hat. Like just the shield on it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Rob Lowe does that. He's a big NFL fan. I, lo- I love uh, Roger Goodell. <laughs> I got his jersey. <laughs> so you pick your team when you're in middle school and you're stuck with it for life. All right. So, uh, you know, we get influenced by our friends, maybe what's on TV. But one way you also get influenced is by family. And uh, he found out that old dad was a Raiders fan. How did he feel about that? Yeah, so he was, uh, like he, like I said, he just not getting into it, but – he just kind of looked at me randomly the other day and was like, Dad. I'm like, yeah. He's just, man, the Raiders suck. And I'm like, yeah, I know they suck. I said, but they're my team, and I'm stuck in this. I'm too fully in, I'm too uh, invested to leave. But but you let him know that he didn't have to fall in line with Dad. Yeah, I said, you know, you have started following the Braves in baseball, so it would be not – you couldn't jump ship off of that because he's been to the games. He's got their jerseys. I said, but – you're just not getting in the NFL. You don't have to follow my footsteps and be miserable the rest of your life. Pick whoever you want. And I even said, well, maybe you should just pick an NFC team and have one in each conference. I see. We give turbo shit for that. That's what baseball. I'm saying, but I wanted to get into that. All right, so, uh, you know, that's that's great that, you know, he's looking at what dad likes and follow. I was the opposite. You know, my dad's a Browns fan. I became a Bengals fan because I couldn't. I, like, I wanted to root against him. You know, I wanted yeah. my team to be yeah. better than his team. Right, right, right. And they weren't in the 80s, but, or maybe so the late 80s, early 90s. Who's your dad's NFL team? I know you don't watch now, but in the day. Colts. So he's the Colts, and you're the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, you started Baltimore Colts, Johnny U, and then that was just his team the rest of his life. So, so before we get into the rules, um, us specifically, so any other reason why you're a Bengals fan other than going against your dad? Uh, so, it, it, you know, circa 1988, I'd been six years old. And when you're six years old and you see some crazy ass tiger striped helmets, like yeah. no other helmets looked like that. And then, uh, this yeah, guy, th- th- this guy named Icky Woods was my favorite yeah. first player. And he was doing the little shuffle. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God, this guy dances. Give the man a contract. Uh, at six, I probably wasn't saying that, but you know what I mean? Right. I was excited. It was, it was good. And, uh, like there was other teams I liked, but I was like, like, I don't like the Dolphins, but I like Dan Marino because he was awesome. But I, I liked the Bengals. I liked everything about them. And they had a quarterback named Boomer. There you know, you go. he's like, oh, he's got a nickname. Such a likable name. I mean, his real name, you know what it is? No. It's Norman. Well, no wonder it was a Boomer. <laughs> it's so disheartening to grow up and realize Icky Woods actually sucked. Yeah, he got he hurt. Like, he got he hurt. Like 14 good games. And so we all know him for the But Yuki it was all shuffle. during a Super Bowl run. I yep. mean, just like the Bears only went to one Super Bowl in the 80s, but we know him from that stupid yep. music video, too, right? So, did you do you Biggie remember watching Colts games with your dad growing up at all? Yeah, and so you would watch them with him. And then, at what point and why did you realize that you're like, you know, I'm taking my talents to New England? Yeah, what what drew you in? <laughs> well, we lived in New York at the time. I was a kid, and I had uh, I liked the Patriots were on every Sunday. They were freaking horrible. So the Bills and the Jets weren't on in New York. Bills. I mean, what a time Jets, to be a Bills fan. Patriots, Giants. So those were the so four why teams the Patriots see all the time. Well, they were really bad. For whatever reason, I really liked the Pat the Patrick helmet logo. The old school one? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I was a huge fan of – No, he likes the Elvis one better. Yeah. I was a huge fan of Bill Parcells just as a coach. <laughs> tuna. And when he went to New England, I was a kid. I don't know. From there on, it turned. Well, they drafted Drew Bledsoe also. And I was already – I already liked the Patriots, but for whatever reason, Drew Bledsoe was like my college hero when I, I was a I kid. I could see like eight-year-old Biggie like following Pac-12 football. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. He's scribbling like, down in his Polly Pocket notebook. Polly Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Pocket. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> oh, sorry. I had to make a dig. But, uh, hey, for me, the Raiders was my last of my three loves because I had – Clearly, I started watching the Braves, then the Bulls, and then the, I was 
Yeah. I, I have a prediction. Okay. So, I, was it more a player or was it more the franchise? Player. Okay. So, the NFL, kind of like my son, was the last thing I started following. But so then – the biggest thing, believe it or not, was Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> and no one could stop Bo Jackson. We got the clip. We put it up before. So I'm like, that's my team. I didn't care if Jay Schrader was his quarterback. It, when you came over to the house, you weren't allowed to play with the right. Raiders. It was it was it's not fair. Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson on there. But then to double down, and I wasn't a huge football fan, but I thought it was cool that they had Jeff Hosteller and James Jett from WVU. That was – I, you know, Raiders were a team I pulled for during that time, like when Hosteller was playing mm-hmm. for him. Like we were still – we were probably middle school. Right. You know, and at the time, I had actually read Hostetler's book. The only thing I remember out of it is him putting like Tabasco sauce in people's <laughs> jock straps in, in the locker room. But uh, so that's my main three reasons: Jet, Hostetler, and Tecmo Bowl. I like that. So you probably eased in with Bo Jackson, and then uh, the rest sucked right. in. So no, that that makes sense. Uh, like I said, I, I I really liked the Dolphins when I was younger, but it's just because I like Dan Marino. Didn't like uh, the Dolphins, that, but I but I can remember like all their crappy running backs during the nineties, uh, like Keith Byers and Bernie Parmalee and Irving Spikes. Like, why do people even know those names? They don't, but I do because freaking Dan Marino made me watch their games. Well, they grows up being regional too, like Bonehammer that uh, we all know. Diehard Vikings fan, and he dies every year watching him. Why is he a Vikings fan? He grew up in North Dakota. They're on every Sunday. Yeah, geographically yeah. it's huge. And then yeah. you find people in West Virginia that likes, could like anybody. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have your Steelers See, and your Bengals and Browns. But, I mean, it could be – it's a huge variety. I'm thankful for Isaac being a Braves fan with them being good right now because he's a Vikings fan. We know how that's went for however many years, and he's a WVU fan. So he's in for heartbreak. Well, well, going back to you know picking your teams, you you know you guys uh, both like the Bulls, and then you already mentioned the Braves. Um, you know, and I'm a Reds fan, so I go with the geographical thing, right? right. It's just what I was able to see or whatever growing up. Um, but the Braves aren't necessarily the geographical match, but neither are the Bulls, but they have something in common when you were a kid. What the was Super that? stations. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, they were, they felt like a local team because you always saw them. So, man, I miss those days. <laughs> the Bulls were on WGN, it felt like twice a week. On top of Every that, Saturday. Had, yeah, you had the most advertised. Best player in the league. He was on every commercial, everything that sold, Woody's boxes, all that. If you loved basketball, be like Mike. It was easy to be a Bulls well, fan, and you had access. To what was cool is uh, it where it was like a local channel that was WGM, but it was national, right? They would cover the games differently. So you would see like the intros and things that you wouldn't yep. see. Yeah. So everybody knew the, and now, you know, so they, they knew the, the song and everything. It was cool because you got to see that. Um, and then obviously it helps having Jordan. And then, you know, we we're talking about the TBS, you know, used to be exclusive with the Braves. And I always remembered it was so odd because you remember the start times were always like oh five, right? Like what the hell was that about? Five minutes yeah. later. Why? Why did they do that? It was like they were treating it like a radio show, I guess. And it was every every show on TBS was oh five. It's like yeah. what's seven thirty five seven. And I was like, what's so special about Atlanta? Why do they get these weird times? And like, and then WGN always started in Central Time, so you had yeah. to do the math. Yeah. yeah. These weird times, man. Now we're not even going to have daylight savings time anymore. I'm glad we're evolving as humans. This is good. Slowly. <laughs> so, are you? Let's talk about the rules. So, um, my first question is: Are you allowed to have two teams? No. Then why? You can only have one favorite team. Yeah, because if they're playing each other, you got to only root for one. But what are the odds if they're in different conferences matching up in the biggest game? Then you're, game? you're not allowed to bogart the fact that you just happen to like the two best teams. No right. one's going to believe that shit right. anyway, you bandwagon yeah, bastard. It's true. It's like, oh, those are my two favorite teams. Why? Because they're playing in the World Series? Like, no, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. It's like every year after an upstart team wins a World Series or a college uh, basketball March Madness, there's a team that makes a run and they like one player. So now they're a Kansas fan, UNC fan. No, so, but, like, but like like for me and you, so for NFL playoffs, we don't have a dog in the fight now. So, But it's okay for us to pick a team that's like that we like the way they've been playing and root oh, for them, yep. but they're not our team. Yeah, so as someone whose team usually wasn't in the playoffs – yeah, you would always have one or two you might kind of invest in, usually root for. But honestly, when it was those teams, it almost always made me feel like I had to root for the underdog. Right. 
Because my team sucks. They're not in there. So who's the crappiest team that's not supposed to do anything? Let me root for them. Right. Uh, so I, I guess that's – I don't know. Does that make me a beta but if I always root for the underdog? I can't just like the alphas. I always root for the underdog unless there's just one particular player that I really love. And, like, I hate to admit it, but I love Patrick Mahomes. And he's in the division. He's the, the Chiefs, the rival of the Raiders. Of course, it's not a rivalry if, if you suck every year. But on paper, it's a rivalry. Hey, we got the – they circled the wagons, yeah. so that's a rivalry. So the question I have um, is, is, is it okay what the new generation does, right? Because they, they kind of follow that suit where they may not like the team so much. But they're like a they player. Players. Yeah. And, and like the NBA is really bad about that. I don't so know. So, Isaac, he's in the background. If Steph Curry left the Warriors, what would you do? I would stay a Warriors fan, but I would still like root for Steph Curry to do good. Mm. Do you believe that, Biggie? Mm. I do. He's pretty loyal <laughs> sports fan. Uh, Only, uh, I mean, he's 17 years old and he hasn't quit on the Vikings yet. He's stuck with his team. Are you 17? Do you have friends that you know that have like different favorite teams they've changed over the past year or two? Uh,. Not really. Most of my friends aren't really into sports. Hey, you're raising you're raising an all right kid. He's hanging out with a good group of guys apparently. No, they, I'm a sports fan. They stick to their convictions though, and don't don't root. But yeah, I guess he said not sport fans. Exactly. Too. They're playing like uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Do people still play Pokemon Go? I don't know. Ask I bet Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I bet Kirk Cousins plays Pokemon Go. Yeah. Wearing his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, He's pulling dynamite here. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so my next question is: You can't have two teams. So is it ever okay? Let's say past the age of eighteen. All right. Yeah. Once you've got your team and you're eighteen, are you ever? What circumstances allow you to switch a right, team? You're a consenting adult now. So yeah. Um, so what? What are grounds for divorce? Um, let's let's. Well, there's one. This one's written in stone. There's relocation. No debating it. Relocation. Yeah. So I have the right. Do I have the right now that I've stayed? No. Stayed now you've waived that right. Is that true? Yeah. I, yes. I, I think once you've. Because once next they start year, year three of them in Vegas, if you were doing it, you had to do it one year that one. Was year one. Yeah. So once they moved, I had to make a decision. Yeah. Yes. Before they play the game. Uh, I, I mean, you that can do first, it during the season. Yeah, Wait, right. like. If you're like in week twelve, still rooting your ass off, then you're committed. Damn it, I'm always late to the party. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, just ruined my night. We sent you a memo. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I what? What are, what are it other? The, it went to the junk junk folder. What? What are other reasons you can you can leave a team? So can, can you can't just on bad performance, right? Like that is <laughs> not allowed. You got to be a glutton for punishment, right? But what if um, what if the owner? Was bad. As I say, there's one other reason you can leave is either owner, manager, or player that does something that's just out of line so like, against what you for, believe if in. For moral reasons, like, like yes. if you were a Clippers fan, you could have you could have got out when they got rid of Don Sterling. He broke the moral code. Yeah. You can leave. Okay, so that that would have been one. All right. So what about this? What about Bob Kraft when he you can gets become, a rub and tug? If you stayed with the Redskins, <laughs> even when they became the Commanders, <laughs> when Daniel Snyder sells the team, you can choose to leave with him yeah. or stay behind. Okay. Right, what about, like, the Washington football team where they didn't relocate, but they changed their team name? I'm sure, yes. there are, And there are people, there are people that are like, I'm not going to root for them ever again. So I think that's a Yeah, because you changed your identity. Um, like, I, same thing if you were a Tennessee Titans fan, but maybe – you were more of a Tennessee Oilers fan. Like, would you get upset when they changed from the Oilers to the Titans, even though it has nothing to do with freaking Tennessee? Well, or is there like leftover? When they Houston changed people? names, even though you're the Houston Oilers in Tennessee, if you liked them when they went to Tennessee, they're the Titans, whether they're the Titans or the Oilers. So, are you allowed to be a Texans fan now that they came back? If that you was my next question. With the Oilers, like, if, no, so, but here's the thing. So, when you're an Oilers fan. And you follow them to Tennessee because that was your franchise. You don't know that they're going to put an expansion team back there. So, at that point, you have the right to go back to Houston. If you're a Texan and they bring a team back to your local, then you can root for it. Right. It'd be like, what if – it would be similar, which will never happen. They put a pro football team in Morgantown. 
I think at that point I would have the right to leave the Raiders and come to that team. Yeah, but I, that's that's not like, that would ever happen. That, that would be like a I brand do. new one though, and we're talking about one that left and then came back. I'm just saying, like for anyone all over the country, if they put an expansion team in your city and you're already a fan of someone else, you have the right to go to your city. So if you were well, a Browns fan, if you're a Browns fan and you're you're ready to burn the stadium down in '96 or whatever, and Art Modell moves into Baltimore. And but but you don't have a team now, so you follow him to Baltimore. Now you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, and like the Cleveland Browns are coming back, you're allowed to switch back. I think or so. is that shitty that the, the team the, the, the franchise it's like the team and franchise that abandon you. You know, I, you I think s- if you want to come back and get your heart broke again, that's your choice. Mm. I mean, because you don't know they're coming back to Cleveland. I guess you're right. Cleveland? I guess you're right. I, I guess I would also just have a hard time like. Most fans will feel the scorn and would never come back. Be, a lot of them. Right. They, 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 they'd be better off. Well, there's two other parts to it. One, like we're talking about these teams moving. You can't be a New Jersey Nets fan and then not claim them because they moved to Brooklyn. Like, that kind well, of stuff doesn't it, it, Unless you live in Jersey, what if, like, that was – like, we finally got a team. All these other teams are here, but they call them New York. But this one's Jersey. Oh, the Knicks but are they, crap. Now but then the they Nets left. are actually a New York team. So, I'll be a fan of them. So, Tony Soprano's got to drive over into the city now? Nah. Like, no, nah, he's allowed to be pissed. You pulled it out – if you live in the area. Now, if you live in, like, oh. Pennsylvania, I don't care. But if you live in Jersey – Yeah, there's different rules depending on where you yeah. live. Yeah, because so, that impacts your local economy and things like that. I'm okay with being – we had this discussion yeah. earlier, Chad. You just came back from Columbus, and you were talking about how <laughs> Cincinnati and Cleveland could fit inside of Columbus. If you're a Browns or a Bengals fan, and Columbus, the biggest city in the state, gets an expansion franchise, you live in Columbus or the outskirts, are you allowed to You're change? allowed to. That's what, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So, like, Because we talk moving teams, original franchise, regardless yeah, of where you are. Yeah, if it's a brand-new team in your area that's never you been there, live in Columbus. you have the right to switch to that hometown yeah. team. I guess because um, you're going to save money. Now it's financial implications. Not, I, I guess the interesting. But if thing, you lived in Cleveland, you can't become a Columbus fan. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, did you get all that? Did you write all that down. <laughs> so, but the, the other thing too is, so let's say, let's say if like that happens and Cincinnati moves to Columbus, and I'm like. Well, I'm still going to be a fan. But maybe I was like, no, this is my out. They moved. They destroyed the legacy of being in Cincinnati. I'm not following a team that has no identity. No, it's crazy. A soulless city like Columbus. It's like Jacksonville, the north. But the the thing is, could I emotionally separate? Could I really? Or if they still go out there as the Reds, am I still like – Kind of looking out of one eye like, I miss you, baby. Like, I'm still here. I think you'd second guess if you made the right decision or not. I mean, that'd be tough. And, and you'd like, be torn. So, did you really leave, even if you said you're you did? You're still emotionally invested. Yeah, like, you're, you're, there's still a relationship there. You built a life mm-hmm. with that team. And now, uh, you can't just quit it like that. So, in that regard, we're talking professional teams, which they'll get expansion franchises and relocate as a college fan because they don't expand they don't relocate there's there's once you have your college team you, can. you never can so there's college you can't leave no matter what no, there's no rules no scandal like sorry Baylor you know you had to suck it up Penn there for State. a minute Penn State you got like even that scandal you can't leave over there Jackson State well <laughs> Dion did get nineteen kids in the transfer yeah, portal in Colorado. So you can you can you can follow Dion. Yeah. That's the only one. That's my favorite college. Dion's college. I'm coming. <laughs> anyway, I know what you're saying. Uh you know, you, you can't quit him over anything. I, I think no scandal allows for that. Mm-mm. Um I mean what what if they Downgraded a conference though. Like, what if you have a like D two? Because this is probably going to happen if the SEC keeps getting their way and they just keep collecting, uh, you know, their infinity stones and they only need maybe twenty four. They don't need a lot. So, oh, you're saying change conferences? So, like, let's say, let's say you're uh, you do the opposite of like what Appalachian State did a few years ago when they stepped up. You know, what if you what if you're an FBS? Like, what if that if that happens, you're allowed to do this if you're UConn. And you play D1 basketball and you move to D2 for yeah. football because you're so bad. Well, you're allowed to be a UConn basketball fan. And maybe not even well, basketball. You can still follow both teams I'm, because there's no chance of them playing each other. Like, like if West Virginia, if WVU. Well, you can follow them, but you can pick a new team that can contend for Right, 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 right. Like right, if right. WVU went from the Big 12 
to the Sun Belt? Like, are you allowed to say, like, you know what? I'm out. Oh, I'd definitely be a fan then because we might actually win the few yeah. games. <laughs> I, I'm more than ever. But you're not playing for it. You're playing for the Sarsaparilla Bowl. Exactly. Like, we all... might win, damn it. Sarsaparilla Bowl is better than no bowl. I, it's real to me, damn it. So you say you get more invested if you lower exactly, the competition. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Yes. That's how we feel right now. Please fix college sports. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. So just to put a bow on things, guys. Um, it's warm today. It should be a nice weekend. You said you're going to the Hall of Fame, so you're heading up to Canton, Ohio. That's right. You, you've done that before. I think uh, it's the third time. Yep, third time. So, um, you know, this. Uh, I think the last time I went was with you, and it was post-COVID. So I don't know if it's the same experience of what he'll get uh, here. But just uh, the Hall of what, – what do you think will be his favorite part of the Hall? Uh, the gift shop. The gift shop. <laughs> Other than the gift shop, I think he'll think that the uh, the hologram show is cool sitting in the locker room. With Joe Namath. And uh, what? Uh, who was it? Hallis? George Hallis? Uh, I can't and remember. Vince Lombardi. That's who mm. it was. So this being your third time you're going back, what is the one area that you already know you're going to go and check out and spend a little bit of time? Uh, obviously, you like the bus. Uh, and then uh, I like this... That one area, it's a small area, but it shows you the size of their calves and your uh, your biceps. He likes to do that because his calf is the size of, like, Orlando Pace's calf. It was. Calf. It really was. Put it in there, and it was he the got, size. He tried to put it in the running back one like it was, like, Earl Campbell's and leg, I and it got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel good. You got to call an ambulance. Yeah. His leg's stuck in the cast. But it's the exact size, so then you can put your body part in there. They didn't have no wiener display, okay, so... <laughs> You can just compare where you stand. They well, might, they, I don't think anyone was asking that. They might now have an A-B wiener since it's a Snapchat fiasco. It, no, it, it could could be. Maybe there's an A-B wing of there the hall now. See? The modern era. He'll get uh, to the Hall of Fame one way or another. Uh, third I, leg be damned. I, I don't know which Hall of Fame it is. <laughs> Speaking of third legs be damned, did you see Ron Jeremy's not going to be able to be fit to stand trial? I saw that. I guess uh, he's looking a little rough. Huh. That don't surprise me. I mean, he never the AIDS finally kicking in. He, he never did not look rough. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just so imagine how bad he looks now. Ugh. Terrible. He's like the only guy who looked like a method but was fat. Yeah, yeah. I, he looked like he smelled like nacho cheese. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. that makes sense or not. <laughs> Poor decisions. I don't know how we got into that conversation. I apologize. Stale cigarettes. Your your plans this weekend? What are you doing, Biggs? Gonna head to uh, Texas on Saturday. Got to work on the whole Texas. You're going to Texas. Saturday. Head to watch W. No, he said he's going to Texas. Meant to say to the Texas game. No one's going to be there in Texas. Just so you know. <laughs> I got Texas. I might not come back. Your kid's not listening. Uh, All right. So, uh, Logan Town. You like, you like your chances to, to see a victory here? Have you ever been to a I, game in the Coliseum? I have. It's been a lot of years, so I enjoy it. I think that uh, West Virginia is a lot better than the one in five they've showed so far. I think it's going to be a competitive game. I'm not going in expecting a win or anything like that, but I'm, we're not getting blown out. Mm-hmm. It's Texas. They're number seven in the country. They already fired Chris Beard. He's choking some hooker in Texas right now. He might. Uh, I wonder if he went to Thailand uh, with Kingsbury. You know, Kling- Kingsbury they might Texas not be Tech guys. Might you know? just be a big deke. Just remember, they caught Bangkok and not Bang Kitty. Man, am I supposed to follow that with something? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Are we supposed to go to Thailand, fellas? Go to commercial. <laughs> no, I, let's just go to the weekend. How about that? You know, that I, I enjoy each and every week when we get together and do this. Uh, I think you talked about that we need to try to find some more guests and get back into that game. So uh, I've got people that's asking me every week. So, so. hey, if, you, if you're interested in coming on the show, don't be afraid to hit us up. We're going to be uh, getting back in the realm of maybe having some more fun and friendly conversations. But, until next week, uh, you you guys enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media. Make sure you like our content. We appreciate it. But have a great weekend. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>